Grande, welcome to the Better Baseball MLB DFS Playbook Podcast in live stream. We are recording here for Wednesday's 10-game main slate. James, my guy, how are we feeling? Interesting slate. Uh, not very good pitching. We have Coors Field back on the slate. Um, you know, uh, surprised that a Wednesday is such a big slate after Tuesday's monster slate, but... Uh, we move We're used on. To having split slates on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday yeah. usually has a split slate, right? That's what I thought. Um, yeah. It's an interesting one. Not my favorite. Not my least favorite. Um, but as always, ready to attack it and, and win everyone some money. Yeah, uh, we're going to be changing up the format a little bit for today's show. And this is uh, you know, something that we want from you guys, right? We want to hear some feedback. We want to let you guys tell us what you want, how you want to receive this content, how you want to receive this information here. Uh, so, you know, we're trying a couple of new things here today. So please, you know, like and subscribe to the show as it is. But get in that comment section. Let us know uh, what you guys want to see from James and I when it comes to breaking down uh, the slate each day. If you're in our Discord, let us know in the Discord. Hey, I like that you did this. I'd rather you guys do that. Uh, let us know. We're constantly trying to improve to make this experience better uh, for everybody. We're still going to do our best to keep this within the half an hour. Uh, I know not everybody has forever to sit around and listen to a show. So we're going to still try to keep it within a half an hour structure, but we're going to kind of change up a little bit how we go about breaking down the slate for everybody here. So again, uh, make sure you check that out in the comment section. Let us know in the discord. Uh, let us know, uh, James, how are you feeling about uh, what we got going on today? Feeling pretty good. It'll be, you know, again, John, re I'll just reiterate what John said. Please just let us know your thoughts, like comment, Come into the Discord, comment there, like comment on the video on YouTube, send something in to support, like any way you want to get your point across, whether you want it to be private or not, just let us know um, and we will listen to what you have to say. Um, you know, we can start by just recapping, I guess, the three, our three points from uh, the night, the night before. You and I both picked out some pretty good pitching, notably James Paxton and Freddie Peralta, two of the highest scoring pitchers of the slate. Mm -hmm. Our Dodger stack that both you and I had pegged as number one on the slate, although they lost right. in the ninth inning, they crushed due to J.D. Martinez and Freddie Freeman just coming through big time. Um, yeah, Freeman grand slam, J.D. Martinez homered for us. So, yeah, definitely big starts there. And then John, John here in the notes has Ellie De La Awesome. Uh, because that is what the experience was. His his double, John, was 112 miles yeah. per hour off that. Uh, that first at bat was super impressive, too, where he like laid off two really tough curves, uh, and he swung at the first one. That was the exact same pitch. So um, very impressive from Ellie De La Austin. Yeah, one for, one for his... three tonight with two walks, uh, a run scored, and a double here. He is $2,000 min price, and he is 25%. Uh, rostered in the contest that I was in. So uh, kudos to you out there for uh, a quarter of you for playing the obvious uh, value play on the board. The other one that we had looked at uh, in that Sam Reeves was uh, Marcano. He was one for five with a run scored in a double. So kind of a similar night. You know, Ellie obviously had the two walks there to give him the, the yeah. edge there. But whether you're going uh, 2K or $2,100, uh, hard to really argue too much. Uh, with the outright values at shortstop that we were looking to play here. Um, so let's turn our, our attention now, though, to the uh, Wednesday slate. Like I said, we have 10 games. Uh, we're not changing when it comes to looking at Vegas totals, James. So uh, why don't let everybody know what we should be keying in on here tonight? 
Yeah, Zach Davies in the Arizona Dimebacks, minus 125 uh, against the Washington Corbins in Washington. Um, the Yankees are slight favorites over the over the White Sox, despite losing and get losing Aaron Judge to the IL officially. Um, Chris Bassett in the Toronto, uh, almost said Raptors. Blue Jays, minus 155 against the Houston Astros minus 175 is Noah Syndergaard and the Dodgers. I find that very interesting. And like you always say, that is more towards the Dodgers offense that it is Noah Syndergaard. Cause I think you and I are both going to have some interest in some targets yeah. against Noah Syndergaard. Um, Charlie Morton and the Atlanta Braves slight favorites against Max Scherzer in the Mets. Corbin Burns minus 135 against the Baltimore Orioles. And the biggest favorite on the board is Logan Webb and the San Francisco Giants, minus 195 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And again, that game is in Coors Field, um, so that is worth mentioning. Still the biggest favorites on the board there. In terms of over-unders, 9.5 implied runs in Arizona-Washington. That's a fun game environment. 11 implied runs in Dodgers-Reds. 11 implied runs in that game. Um, that is a high total. We have 11 implied runs in San Francisco, Colorado, and that's because there's one very good pitcher and one very bad pitcher in that game. Um, and then nine implied runs in St. Louis, Texas, and Chicago, LA. Uh, when it comes to weather on this slate, Colorado again is expected to experience some rain. They're going to have isolated thunderstorms pretty much uh, most of the afternoon and into the early evening here, so you could see maybe a delayed start. Uh, to this game, but uh, based off kind of the weather pattern, the weather.com hourly forecast, uh, eight, nine o'clock, it's the rain's supposed to be gone here. So even if there's an initial delay out there, um, that game should still play. So don't think it's going to be too much of a problem for Logan Webb, as you mentioned, the uh, you know the biggest favorite on the board. Uh, DraftKings also changed up some of their uh, their imagery here. Is this, is this wind? Is this what we're looking at? Is this partly cloudy? I wonder what, like, what do we think of this Chicago White Sox? Well, you know what that is? It's the I think it's the the air quality because the the Canada yeah, um, yeah. fires. Have you did you see the pictures have, of New yeah. York yeah. tonight? I'm assuming that's what that is because I've never seen. Yeah, fog. Hold hold your mouse oh, over it, John. Oh, fog. Okay, interesting. So we get a little we get a little fog. I think that has to do with the air quality. That would be my guess because. I don't, I, I don't think that's – like, it looked foggy in New York, but it wasn't sure. foggy. It was just When I was smoky. at the Red Sox game last week, you could actually see the smoke as well uh, in the lights. It was kind of weird. It got this, like, very orangey hue uh, as we hit dusk. So very, very odd. Um, all right, let's get into it. And I guess this will be, um, you know, one of the more uh, notable changes, I guess. We're going to talk about our favorite pitchers here tonight, but – uh, I'm like breaking down every basically starting pitcher on the slate. We're just going to talk about uh, the guys that we like, the guys that we're going to be looking to play, guys are going to be looking to fade here. Uh, you know, we're not going to ignore everybody, but, you know, again, sort of to uh, give a more condensed view of outlook on, on this slate, that this is an approach we're going to be taking now when it comes to pitching and hitting. Uh, and you guys will get a feel for how we're going to go about doing the show here. Uh, and again, please give us uh, your feedback, comment in the comment section, get us in Discord. Uh, if you're watching, like and subscribe as well. It really helps us and boosts up the show profile there as well. Uh, so, James, talking about pitching here, top plays for you uh, on this slate. 
Yeah, so my top play is the top-priced arm on the slate in Corbin Burns. And I know Corbin Burns hasn't been, you know, his Cy Young-ish self, and or at least ace, one of the two aces that Milwaukee, you know, has had over the last couple of years. But he has been good specifically in his last two starts. He looked really good against the Giants, didn't get a win, but he had eight strikeouts, seven innings, one run. And then he followed up with six innings, three runs, seven strikeouts against the Reds in Great American. And we've we've talked we long talk about how Great American is such a good um, hitters environment. I mean, outside of a start in Houston, Corbin Burns has been pretty good. And what we're getting from him lately has been the strikeouts, which we weren't at all earlier in the year. Um, we had one of his first seven starts get more than five strikeouts. And now he's done that in four of his last five. So um, you talked about it on, on Tuesday stream, Baltimore's offenses is kind of depressed. I mean, they're relying on an Aaron Hicks home run, Aaron Hicks on Tuesday to like carry the torch. And he's hitting in the middle of their lineup. He was DFA'd from the Yankees for like two years of just bad play. And probably still like nine Ks in this game too. So like, Right, and he still had Brotha still looked really good. I'm going right back to the well with Corbin Burns here. Um, I, I think there's a lot of upside here, and I'm gonna take a shot on Max Scherzer. Um, I know this is not a easy spot. I know Atlanta has a lot of thump at the top of their lineup. Max Scherzer is back; like he looks fully healthy again. He's pitching every fifth day. We've now seen Scherzer over his last four starts allow three runs total in those four starts. He's pitched over 100 pitches in back-to-back starts on regular rest, which is something he wasn't doing with the back injury. He was It was 11 days, and then it was seven days, and now it's the five days again. Um, he's actually getting, I guess, five full days of rest because he's pitching on the seventh here. Nine and eight strikeouts over the last two games. Atlanta is a team that does strike out against right-handed pitching. Like it's yes, they have a lot of power and, and they're scary. Um, they do have a 23% strikeout rate against righties this year. So um, I do like Max Scherzer. I think people might just stay away from him just naturally given Atlanta's offense and just gravitate towards a Corbin, Corbin Burns or your favorite pitcher. So um, who I won't give up here. But I'll go Corbin Burns and Scherzer as my top two. Yeah, Corbin for sure is a guy that I'd be willing to get to here. I I am obviously a little worried about the Atlanta matchup, but a lot of merit behind it. And maybe less less rostership on Scherzer, you know, because of that matchup. Uh, I'm going to do something that I didn't think we would do uh, almost ever uh, in years past, and that is actually recommend a starting pitcher in course. Uh, that's Logan Webb here. Um, dude, there's just something in the air in Colorado, right? And it's not the ball, yep. uh, because Colorado is not putting the ball in the air, uh, at home this year. Their offense is just flat out terrible up and down the lineup for the most part. Uh, not a good offensive team. Uh, runs are down, you know, at when for at home for Colorado. Now they still have okay numbers if you look at it, but they're just not intimidating. They're, they're, just, they're not the threat that they once were here. Uh, and Logan Webb has been very good on the season. So uh, hopefully back to being a starter. And I had that one weird appearance as an opener or as a long reliever rather. Uh, but I, I like Logan Webb a lot here at $9,900. And again, I think because he's in cores that people won't play him. Yep. And that could give you an edge here because he is the biggest favorite on the board. As you mentioned, the Giants are in this game. 
Connor Siebold's going on the opposite side of him. So if tomorrow's roster ship numbers come out when we're live at five o'clock Eastern doing the live stream, um, and Logan Webb is, you know, 15% because everybody's playing Corbin Burns and Max Scherzer, then like sign me all the way up because I think this is another spot okay. where Logan Webb goes out there, throws seven innings pretty much like he does every start here, gets into the seventh for the most part, uh, you know, in all of his starts here. He's the strikeout numbers have been on the rise outside of that lone game in Arizona, keeps him, keeps the run total down, and, and he could give you a 25, 30 right. fantasy point. So uh, for me, Logan Webb is my my top pitcher of that price tier. And then I just want to give like a nod to John Gray. Now, he's going up against St. Louis. It's another lineup that certainly has some guys in it that are a bit scary. You know, Goldschmidt and Arenado, Arenado starting to heat up uh, here. Goldie's never cooled down. So he's got to pitch his way around those guys <laughs> here. But, I mean, John Gray's been unreal lately. I mean, yep. just look at look at the box scores here. Seven innings, no earned. Seven innings, one. Five, one. five innings, one earned run against Colorado. Eight shutout against Oakland, seven and one earned there against Seattle. You know, if you want to, if you could cherry pick one thing or another, the schedule has been pretty favorable for him. Seattle, sure. Baltimore, Colorado, Oakland, Seattle, Arizona, Cincinnati, Oakland. You know, like that's pretty easy goings there for the majority of the year here for him. But he faced Houston, uh, only pitched two innings in that game because he would get hurt, I think, in that one. Um, you know, but still, like this has been a pretty good season for John Gray. The Rangers offense has been unreal. So the support's going to be there for him uh, more likely than not. So uh, I do like John Gray here. And again, I don't know if anybody's going to pay $8,900 for him. So. No, I agree. And like, it was a weird start to his year. And then over his last five starts, three earned runs total. And four of those games, he's gone for seven innings, and he's won all right. five of them. So. Yeah, he's been he's been an absolute monster, uh, you know, this season. So for, for me, John Gray, uh, if I'm going a value play on this slate, uh, I'm going to go down to Boston's Cutter Crawford here. Uh, you did point out, uh, uh, you know, something that's worth noting at least, and that's that Cutter Crawford uh, just three days ago, uh, June third, threw three innings in relief against Tampa Bay. Three innings, one earned, three strikeouts in that game, 40 pitches. He could be on a limit, possibly. Um, but, you know, there's also the chance that he, they extend. You know, he's been extended at times this season. He was a starter earlier in the year when they had some guys on the IL. He pitched pretty well. Two of his three starts this year were pretty good. Five innings, an earned run against Detroit, six shutout, one hit allowed against the Angels. So, uh, this is a guy that was one of the, a better prospect in the Boston system for a little bit there. And now he's a 27-year-old kind of swingman for them. But they'd profile him. If you read, you kind of listen to the scouts as a starter. They're just right now, they don't, for whatever reason, think there's a spot in the rotation for him. But with Chris Sale now on the IL, uh, you know, Cutter Crawford could be getting an opportunity here um, to pitch. So that's something to at least pay attention to, I think, at $6,800. Because Cleveland, we know, is an offense that we've, like, targeting Paxton you know, shut them down here today. So uh, for value, because there's not a lot on this slate, I do like Cutter Crawford at $6,800 if we find out there's really not going to be too much of a limitation on him. Yeah, that's we need to. That's what we need to know. Um, if there is a limitation, maybe we pull back a little bit. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll get more word. We'll have better and a better idea come 5 p.m. when the live stream comes on for Cutter Crawford. I was going to mention the two cheapest guys, 1-4-K and Randy Vasquez, who pitched good in his debut. 
one Ronel Blanco who pitched decent in his first start. Uh, I then pivoted to Jaime Berea as my value tier pitch, pitcher, 7K. Um, he also had a random one-inning game against Miami in there, uh, but then made a very solid account for himself against the White Sox. I mean, you remove that weird outing against Miami, five innings against Boston, two hits, six strikeouts, and then the White Sox, five innings, four hits, one earned, six strikeouts. Um, the Cubs have been much better as a unit against left-handed pitching this year. Against righties, 708 team OPS, that's 18th in the league. Jan Gomes isn't facing a lefty, that's very important. Um, and a 24.1% strikeout rate for the Cubs as well. I kind of like Jaime Bria. He got up to 90 pitches his last start. The six strikeouts in each of his last two elongated outings is incredibly encouraging facing a team that's seventh in the league in strikeouts. Yeah. Give me Jaime Berea as my uh, top value yeah, player. I like it. If we're talking about fades for pitching today, uh, I've been burned by this one a few times already, but I'm going to fade Chris Bassett here. Uh, again, coming off a Mets start, seven, two thirds, shutout, eight strikeouts, got hammered against Minnesota when I played him, uh, pitched well against Tampa Bay when I didn't, shut out the Yankees, shut out Atlanta, like shut out Pittsburgh, three straight shutout starts. He's been very good. Not going to sit here and argue that. I don't know if I want to go against Houston. I don't know, man. Like that lineup, when it clicks, it just clicks. Yeah. So, uh, and and you talked about it as well. Lefties have been doing damage against Chris Bassett, and they have lefties, right? They have Tucker, they have Jordan uh, in that lineup that could that could hit. So, uh, I'm going to be out on Chris Bassett for this slate. Yeah, they have as good lefties as it gets. 890 OPS, 380 Woba for lefties against Chris Bassett this year. Um, I'm out on Noah Syndergaard. Me yeah. and everyone else out on Noah Syndergaard, but maybe people see the Cincinnati Reds and think something different. No, no, no. He has been bad. He's even talked about missing the old Noah Syndergaard. That's like obviously a red flag. Um, he's just not that guy well, anymore. Stolen and bases in baseball. He's allowed, he's allowed 16 stolen bases against this year. It it's a team in Cincinnati that obviously got a lot deeper adding Ellie De La Cruz in the middle of that lineup and getting Jake Fraley back from his his uh, what did he have allergic reaction? Um, I will get to the Reds. Well, let's just say this: we'll get to the Reds. Yes, in a moment. we will one hundred percent get to the Reds in a moment. Uh, so that's our look at pitching here. Again, we'll we'll uh, have the playbook out for everybody. We'll go through it again. Uh, when we go live at 5 p.m. Eastern here on the live stream. Uh, James, let's now switch our focus over to the hitters uh, on the slate. Sure. Uh, again, another little uh, different wrinkle here. We're not going position by position here. We're just going to tell you who we like uh, when it comes to our top plays, our value plays, and our fades. Uh, James, start off. Who are your top plays for today? All right, so my top plays, uh, number one, he just homered on Tuesday evening. Shohei Otani um, gets a matchup against Jamison Tyone. And I tried to do this against the Padres, and it did not work all too well uh, for me. But Jamison Tyone continues to struggle against lefties mightily. 313 average allowed, 1,000 OPS, 425 Woba. Otani has been kind of in the midst of a power surge of late. Uh, again, just homered again on Tuesday uh, for a 16th home run of the year. So I'll go Otani as my top option. I like J.D. Martinez. Giannis Price yeah. dropped. 
don't know if he I, Homer. I, I dropped. He he homered again. He is as good as he's ever been. Like this is like Arizona forty home run JD Martinez, beginning of Boston tenure JD Martinez. Like this is he's an elite player again. Um, and you know whether that's steroid induced or not, like he just is. <laughs> I'm not implying that he's on steroids. I'm just. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I'm just kidding. Um, 324 Woba for righties against Brandon Williamson. And Brandon Williamson, rookie who's pitched fairly well. Um, but I'm going back to a guy that's just vastly underpriced. And Jamie Martinez has done most of his damage against righties. But who's going to doubt this man right now in this in the midst of this hot streak? And then I'm going to go Michael Conforto uh, back. The Giants lineup looked really stacked on Tuesday, John. They just got... Conforto back, Yastrzemski back, Ashada back, Jack Peterson back. Two off the IL, two were just injured for a couple days, and it just looked awesome. And they are pounding the Rockies through five innings, eight runs through five innings thus far. Conforto, two runs single, or a single and a walk thus far. He has been amazing against right-handed pitching all year. Connor Siebold's been trash against both splits, so... I am going to take Michael Conforto as my third and final favorite uh, spend. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, for me, uh, you mentioned J.D. Martinez. He was my top play as well. I also like uh, Jordan Alvarez, as we talked about, just sort of the, the lefty splits there uh, going up against um, going up against Chris Bassett. We saw Jordan uh, Homer the other night as well. Uh, so a, a big night potentially coming uh, for him there. Uh, and then I like the Giants just outfield. You mentioned Conforto, but <laughs> yeah. they're all going to be in play here. And to our surprise, right. and maybe not, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but the Giants were rather under underrepresented on, yeah, on the slate sure here for Tuesday. Now, if that ends up being the case again, I'm talking about like 10% and under. If these guys are going to be 10% and under again uh, in cores against Siebold, I, I am going to be jumping all over that. Uh, as much as Agreed. I can. So, you know, looking to spend up, you have guys like JD Martinez, you have Jordan Alvarez, and you have sort of the teams that are around them to stack with. Uh, and then you have these cheap giants that you can kind of throw into your lineup as well. So uh, give me the giants, you know, cheap outfielders, and then give me Jordan and JD uh, up at the top. Love it. Absolutely love uh, it. Who's your fade for the day when it comes to your hitters? What, what group of hitters are you just not going with? Uh, I don't, for all the reasons you talked about John Gray, I don't love the Cardinals here. Um, I'm staying away. I think they're just vastly overpriced when you look at St. Louis as a whole. I mean, how do you afford them? Goldschmidt, 55. Gorman, 48. Arenado, 53. You can't, like, build a reasonable stack. Like, Jordan Walker is fine for at 3,100, and I like that. Wilson Contreras is $4,700. Why in the world would I ever play that? Uh, I know that the power has been slowly coming back, but John Gray hasn't allowed any power. So uh, I'm really out on just the Cardinals as a, as yep. a full uh, For me, I'm not playing Raphael Devers until he gets going. Like It's just not worth spending up for Devers at this point, um, especially when they're on the road. just doesn't seem like it makes much sense. Uh, then I'm out on the Braves. You like Scherzer as your top pitcher. I'm not going to spend up. Uh, the price it costs to play Atlanta against Max Scherzer right. in the form that he is in right now. So uh, out on, on the Braves, out on Devers when it comes to the guys that I am fading. Uh, James, we introduced this segment here on the live stream on Tuesday. 
It's our Grandes, Gems, and Impemba's imprints. They give you our home run call, our top stack, our contrarian stack, our star of the night, and our value play of the night. Uh, why don't you kick us off here and give us your Grandes, Gems? So my gems are going to start off with my home run call, Christian Walker. Uh, Arizona gets a lefty, and it's a Patrick Corbin day, John. Hey, happy Patrick happy Corbin day. He is, he is back. He's back uh, to people we can stack against. Um, so I'm going to go Christian Walker. He's dominated lefties all year. My top stack of the night, San Francisco. I think you and I are going to probably be in lockstep there, especially with their full lineup at capacity. I'm, I am split down the middle for my contrarian stack between Arizona and Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati adding Ellie Taylor Cruz in that middle lineup. I've said it 50 times in the last two nights, and it's going to be something I continue to say all yep. year long. Scored nine runs in his debut. Like He just adds a lot to their lineup. The stolen base threat, that Fraley, India, Ellie are at the top of that lineup, too, against Noah Syndergaard. And Arizona crushes lefties. I mean, they have six guys in their lineup with like 400 Wobas this year against left-handed yep. pitching. Um, my star of the night, Shohei Otani. I mentioned uh, I love Otani as one of my top plays. His the recent power has been awesome. And then the value play of the night, Ellie De La Ellie De La Awesome, as John coined him. Uh, and I think that's that's going to stick because he's going to continue yeah, to be awesome. I should start beating that out, right? Let's try to start laying a claim if it hasn't yes. already been yes. a claim laid. Still, take it, yep. take it. I, I mean, I we can just look. I've been at, LED I don't, awesome I don't wanna, Twitter for me. Let me know if anybody's if it's done yet. I'll just start. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I want to do that. that. I don't want to. I don't know if I want to do that. Put your mature filters on because Twitter gets a little dangerous when you when you do those sort of things. But um, you know, we'll we'll see if uh, if anybody's grabbed grabbed that one yet. Uh, for me, listen, uh, my home run call again, going to stick with Jordan. I uh, did it the other day, came through big time, and we talked about the numbers uh, for lefties against Bassett. Uh, I mean, with you, my favorite stack is going to be the Giants here as well. Just great pricing uh, for them. And plus, hey, they're in cores. If you're going to give me under 10% team in cores, uh, I'm all about it. Star of the night, we're going to go back to Jordan. It feels like more often than not, home run call is going to be a star of the night. I know you had Otani as your star yep. of the night and Walker as your home run call. That works too. Um, my contrarian stack, though, I'm going to go with the Washington Nationals here. We talked about Nationals against right-handed pitching the other day against Zach Wheeler when Wheeler was over 20% rostered, and they hammered him. It uh, wasn't even – wasn't right out of the gate. Right away, the Washington just came <laughs> out and started just smoking uh, Zach Wheeler here. Uh, over the last two weeks, again, sample size, take it for what you want. Fifth in WOBA. 817 OPS, a 197 ISO, just a 15% strikeout rate. Going up against Zach Davies here, who doesn't strike anybody out. Now, the interesting thing on Zach Davies is his splits. Uh, against righties, they are not really touching him. 188 batting average against right-handed uh, hitters this year. Lefties are smoking him, though. 375, mm. 475 slug, 919 OPS. And you look at the lineup there for the Nationals, and they have some guys on the left side of the plate. Lane Thomas, Corey Dickerson is back. Luis Garcia, CJ Abrams, Kyber Ruiz, Dominic Smith. Like they can throw out almost a whole lineup of lefties right. there. So uh, I am big here on the Nationals again against uh, right-handed pitching, especially since they just beat up a good right-handed pitcher. And now they're facing a terrible right-handed pitcher that's also a terrible human being. <laughs> I won't go into the long story of that, but you can go Google the Zach Davey wife story. It's terrible. Um, what happened there. So I hope the Nationals just smack him around 
and nobody's going to play them again. We had Washington, or I had Washington at least uh, the other night, 1% and under uh, in my lineup there uh, against Zach Wheeler. So give me Washington as my contrarian stack of the night here. All right, James, let's finish the show off. Let's build a lineup together, man. Uh, I believe we were both kind of in lockstep with Corbin Burns. Yep. And, yep. I got something. I got something brewing. All right. For well, us, why, right. why don't you write it down for me then? All right. So I went yeah. Jaime Berea. I hope you don't it. mind as my sp two. Um, Gabriel Moreno in twenty nine hundred gets a lefty and Patrick Corbin. Lamonte Wade thirty nine hundred having a monster night on uh, Tuesday. I don't have a second baseman, but we'll get to it. Third base Evan Longoria gets a lefty. All the power lately for Longoria twenty eight hundred dollars. I can't uh, scroll. Where is got, on this creep? Yeah. Uh, Ellie, Ellie De La Awesome, 2,700. Also, no one staked any claim to that on Twitter, so you must it. get into that T-shirts now. T-shirts made and everything. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, $5,900 in the outfield. I got Conforto, 43. And then we have 5150 for second base. Probably Estrada, 5000 yeah. And that gives us 53 for whoever we want. Martin? J.D. Martinez? J.D. Martinez? I like J.D. Martinez. That's fine. He was both in yeah, yeah, our top plays, right? Yeah. All right. I like that lineup then. We got Corbin Burns, Jaime Berea, Gabriel Moreno, Lamonte Wade, Dyer Estrada, Evan Longoria, Ellie De La Awesome, Jordan Alvarez, Michael Porter, J.D. Martinez. <laughs> uh, there again, we'll be back live at 5 o'clock Eastern. Like and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave your comments in the comment section. Get us in Discord. Let us know what you think of the current format. We want your advice. We want to make this the best show possible for all of you out there. James and I again, we'll be back at 5 o'clock. Good luck. We'll talk to you then.